Welcome to today's edition of um, Musings with Jesus. I am your host, Shola. Welcome on board. Um, today's episode is titled Mercy, Mercy, M-E-R-C-Y. And I think I happen to be in a one-word episode phase right now. Yesterday, um, I woke up with a deep sense of gratitude and, you know, even though usually... I used three words for the podcast this time around, you know, there was just one word that came to me yesterday, which was gratitude, and the podcast was around that, if you have seen it already, thank you for listening, if you haven't, please do check it out, Um, and today I woke up and I just felt mercy, you know, mercy, that was what just came to me, I have said on previous podcasts that I do not plan this, you know, session, and what I'm going to say, it's a conversation, it's about musings with the Lord, conversations that are real, that are unscripted, so I really do try very much to keep to that as much as possible. So today is about mercy, and it's inspired by the song that actually woke me up, and I love it when I wake up with songs. It's the best way to actually wake up, particularly worship songs. So this one is um, by Donnie McLaughlin's um, song. I don't know how long ago. It's quite old, really, but, you know, it's, it's never, it's always new, and it's about mercy, and most of us will know this song if you haven't heard it before. Well, you know, it's and it's never better late than never. So this is how the song goes. Great is your mercy towards me Your loving kindness towards me Your tender mercy I see Day after day, forever faithful towards me, always providing for me. Great is your mercy towards me, great is your grace. Some song, you know, and um, it talks about the mercy of God. Great is your mercy towards me, your loving kindness towards me, your tender mercy I see day after day, forever faithful towards me, always providing for me. Great is your mercy towards me. It's a very simple song, goes over and over again, you know, just like, you know, it's just, and then, you know, when he performs it live, there are people singing it in different, you know, you know, sort of renditions and it's just really powerful but it's, it's, a, it's a wonderful song and I like songs that are memorable and shareable because you can then repeat the scriptures you know, you can sing it and you're actually making a confession and a declaration and you're releasing the power of God without it being burdensome without you having to memorize it because the song is just stuck in your mind which is why, you know, the ministry of music of uh, gospel artists is so powerful because what they do is they help us to make the word of God very relatable, very shareable they help to stick it in your mind and heart and it's a very spiritual principle because God actually tells us that we should make melody in our hearts to the Lord we should sing to him in spiritual songs and sounds so the word of God is powerful in whatever form in which you bring it but the power of music ministry is that it goes down to your heart and soul which is where it really needs to be before it can begin to change you so the word of God has to change us inside first of all before it can really you know, affect us outside and this is how 
music ministers help us with these kind of songs. So as I would always do, I would I have gone into the scriptures that you know talk about the things, the very simple and universal and everlasting themes that come out in this powerful song. And um, starting off from First Peter chapter one verse three, it talks about it says, "Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to His great mercy." has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. I mean, that's what, that's the headline scripture if you ever saw one because it just encapsulates in one verse exactly what the Lord Jesus Christ, who God is to us and what God has achieved for us. So it's, it's blessing God. First of all, he's the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ and according to his great mercy, that's just it. So when he says, great is your mercy, me. Yep. The mercy of God is great towards each of us personally through the sacrifice of, of the Lord Jesus Christ's death and re- uh, resurrection and for God using that death and resurrection to recreate our spirits and give us the ability to live over and above everything that is evil, that is dark, that is destructive and that is not of him. So, um, if you now look at, if we, if we go into the next verse, it says, your loving kindness towards me. Of course, we see that as a consistent theme over and over in um, the Old Testament, in Psalms, talked a lot about loving kindness. In Psalms 103, verse 17, we see the loving kindness of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting on those that fear him. Yeah, everlasting. So, so the mercy of God is not only great, it is also eternal. Isn't that amazing, you know? So, it, it doesn't have... Yeah, an expiration date, and we all know it, you know. You talk about, in the natural sense, you always talk about overstaying your welcome. I mean, you can go to somebody's house, and they are staying there, you know. Hmm, the person may be really, really nice, but, you know, you well, you know, you always worry about, have I overstayed my welcome? Let me not overstay my welcome. And God says, ah, you will not overstay your welcome with him. But his mercy towards us is from everlasting to everlasting upon those that fear him. So the only condition is that you must be someone that fear him. Once you fear him, he will always be merciful to you because he knows that we will always need him. We will always be in situations where we, we miss our way, we do things wrong. But that fundamental fear or love, reverence of God, and when you say fear of God, it's not fear as in, hey, I'm afraid. It's the fear as in the reverence for God. You know, you you recognize that, you believe that he is and that he's a God that is worthy of your, your, your worship in your heart. You do desire to serve him and to do the things that are pleasing in his sight. If you are that kind of person, even when you fall short of that standard, you know, the mercy of God is everlasting towards you because God looks at the heart, He weighs at the, He weighs the hearts. And that's why we love Him. That's why many of us, you know, because otherwise we know that you know you really can't attain many of these things just by your own power. So the mercy of God gives us the opportunity to, you know, continue pressing on, you know, fail every now and then and you just keep on pressing on. But it's your heart, you know, failure is not a bad thing. It's, it's, it's about what's in your heart that matters. Do you, did you fail because you intentionally failed? Do you fail because you refuse to learn? Do you continue to fail because, well, you just think you can take advantage of the situation around you? Or do you fail just because, well, you just didn't know? You know, or you haven't grown in grace or in mercy and understanding, you know, lack of knowledge, you know, vulnerability of thoughts. Whatever it is, God sees the reason why we fail. And I think that determines a lot of things and makes us, you know, real, like they say, candidates for his mercy ongoing and ongoing basis. And, you know, that is so precious. So, um, in Luke chapter 1, verse 77 to 78, 
um, this now talks about um, the tender mercy because he now goes on to say, Your tender mercy I see day after day, forever faithful towards me. So the tender mercy of God brings salvation to all through Jesus Christ. And that's Luke chapter 1, verse 78. Isn't that amazing? Tender mercy of God bringing salvation to everybody. Salvation to all, without exception, through the Lord Jesus Christ. So when he says, your tender mercy I see, day after day, this is him now, Donnie McLaughlin, personalizing that tender mercy. That apart from the tender mercy of God that brings salvation, that in my life, I see that mercy day after day. And we go through a little bit of... Um, thematic references in the Bible for ways in which people actually see that tender mercy. So as I'm going through them later on or shortly, you know, just check to and see, have you seen God's mercy in this way? And, you know, today's episode is like a follow-up to yesterday's one where um, we talked about the spirit of gratitude. And what I see is that, you know, God really has it. It's like he has a program flow. I don't really have it. But somehow I find out that every next, next episode is a logical progression. It's almost like I had a plan, a schedule plan, but I don't. But God apparently does, and he wants me to follow his plan. And he doesn't reveal his plan until the day has come and the morning has set and the dawn is here and my eyes are open. And then I see the plan and, and then I step into it and then I walk in it and then I speak it and then I talk it and then the power comes forth and then I am blessed. So as I am recording this podcast, I am also learning how to walk with God on a day-to-day basis, trusting that as I wake up in the morning, as I open my eyes and as I face the challenges of the day, that the Lord will give me the words that I need, the actions that I need, the wisdom that I need to go forth, to excel, to manifest His glory and His presence, and that my life will be changed forever, and that others will be blessed through me as well. In Jesus' name, that is what the Lord wishes for us. And yeah, thank you, Holy Spirit, for bringing that through as well. And so, um, then when we then look at, then he now says, Great is your grace. That is how he finishes the verse. And, you know, I was researching, you know, through my, you know, Google friends and all that, and trying to find references of great is your grace. Then I came across this one in Hebrews chapter 4, verse 16, which says, Let us then approach God's throne of grace boldly, so that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. And then I thought, I'm looking for great grace. If somebody has a throne of grace, imagine there's a throne, and we all know that there's a throne room, so it's called the throne of grace. So in other words, the only the reason why it is there is because all the grace on the that was ever anything you all that can be encapsulated in what you and I can imagine that is grace and just multiply that infinitely, eternally, omnipotently, omnisciently times that it is in that throne. It is called the throne of grace. There's only one place where it exists. It is in heaven, in the heaven where God is. And it says that we should come boldly. So we, right now, as we are on earth, through faith in Jesus, we, we can access that throne of grace. We don't have to go physically through to heaven. But by the power of God, by faith in the name of Jesus, he says that because of the salvation that God has done through, the, through Jesus Christ, from earth now, why even present on this earth with our physical body, we can access that throne of grace and come boldly and obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. And this is, wow, this is speaking to me right now because I just realized that I have not consciously done this and it's something I need to do right now as I'm speaking. That I need to come boldly before the throne of grace and obtain mercy 
and find grace to help even in time of my need. In fact, it says in times of our need. So this is very much a very, very personal thing that we all need to do. And I would also like to, at this point, just look at, you know, the ways in which God's mercy really shows up in, you know, throughout the Bible. And I think why this is important to all of us is that, you know, ah, anyways, I think there's a lot that I think when I go through the, what God's mercy says, what I'm trying to say will come out in some shape or form. So I would like to give a shout out to BibleStudyTools.com, an amazing website. You know, it has so much study. In fact, it, it, I like websites that their names describe what they do. This one is called BibleStudyTools.com, and boy, does it deliver. A lot of the scriptural references that I, you know, when I Google words and things like that, several come out, but Bible Study Tools is always the one that gives you what you're looking for. So if you really want to do the Google search thematic thing, when all those when the screen dump comes out, please just look for BibleStudyTools.com. Don't bother going to the other ones. Search them first. If you don't find what you're looking for there, which I doubt, then you may try the others. But yeah, that's just a quick tip from me. So, um, so in, when, on the, in BibleStudyTools.com, when it looks at the thematic, um, um, the thematic role that mercy plays in scripture, it says God's mercy is described in some places as everlasting, and there's a whole bunch of ref, um, references that you can get that show up on that when you, you, you click the link on that. It says it's also magnified. God's mercy is also described as magnified. It can be manifested to repentant sinners. Yeah. Oh, let us note the word repentant because some people well, try to be repentant, but they're not really repentant. But manifested to repentant sinners, manifested in salvation. It should be sought for others, yes, so it is very scriptural to plead, to ask for mercy on behalf of others, you know, like we pray for mercy concerning our nation. Um, it's also, the mercy of God can also be manifested to whom he will, so God says, I will have mercy on whom I have mercy. So there is some that he will do independently on his own, autonomously as the God. And there is some that, well, his eye is not there, but you, say, as his child, will call him and say, God, please now, these people here, have mercy on me, you know, and that. It's also described as tender. It should be pleaded in prayer. That's very important. So if we are in a case, any of us is in a case, and you say you need the mercy of God, it is very scriptural to ask and plead for that mercy in prayer. It's also described as manifold, it's manifested to his people, it's described as great, it is described as being new every morning. So we have a fresh allocation of mercy every morning. Isn't that wonderful? I mean, so they're not like, okay, there's a quota and then you overused it or you have used as much as you want. Bible says it's new every morning. That means every morning you, you literally wake up with a new slate, you know, but then that is for us to walk you know, like I said, in that spirit of repentance and really, really wanting to learn and grow because the Bible says that mercy is only everlasting to them that fear him. He's still a just God. So anyone taking advantage or trying to take advantage of the mercy of God, come on, yeah, he's merciful. He's also a great judge and he's also just. So that mercy is very much within the dictates of his eternal um, justice and righteousness. But it's awesome that we have it and it's new every morning. And the Bible, the thematic references also show that it's abundant above all his works. And, you know, it's something that we can also plead when asking God for forgiveness. So today, I just want to thank the Lord for the mercy of God upon my life, for his grace, for his kindness, for his tender loving mercies. 
like you know Donnie said, you know, great is his mercy towards me, his loving kindness towards me, his tender mercies. I see, I see it every day because he's forever faithful towards me, always, always, always providing for me. Great is your mercy towards me, O Lord, and great is your grace. Thank you, Lord, for that grace that is awesome. Thank you, Lord, because your word says that I should come boldly before the throne of grace to obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. So, Father, I come before your throne today, Lord, and I ask for that mercy. I ask for that grace that I need, Lord, even now in this time, in this moment, in this space that I am in. I ask that you give it abundantly. You give it to me in all that I need, in all of my situation. Let it spread all around me and upon all around anyone that is listening right now. Let it cover them, O Lord. Let it keep us, O Lord. Let it show us what we need to do. Let it send help. Let it bring hope. Let it bring deliverance. Let it heal. Let it save. Let it deliver. Let it bring us to an overcoming victory by your power. And at the end of it, O Lord, we will continue to give you praise and thank you. Give all the glory and returns back to you. For once again, you have shown us how great is your mercy, how great is your grace, how great is your loving kindness and your tender mercies upon all them that fear you. Thank you, Lord, for being such a gracious and merciful God. We will love and serve you forever. 